Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. The racing, the big one, the camping, it's all just bigger at Talladega. And with a doubleheader on Saturday and the premiere of the next-gen cars on Sunday, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. NASCAR's biggest and baddest track is back. The Talladega NASCAR Weekend, April 23rd to the 24th. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. at the track the hot fast racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right hey welcome to the post race show here we just got done with the double header kyle and what a race man what a right double header race uh a lot of controversy kyle uh on both sides uh, Arca and the Xfinity, and and Kyle, I know you didn't get to see it, but man, they they raised their panties off. Rowdy, I heard that Arca race was pretty intense. Uh, Corey Heim led a lot of it, and then uh, it was a battle there at the end with him and uh, Nick Sanchez and uh, Rev Racing's back in victory lane. So, uh, you know, what I just want to say, you know, kind of disappointing to uh, not finish the race, but uh, 68 laps was the went the distance. Uh, Nick Sanchez is in victory lane, and uh, it's his second career win, and then we just finished the NASCAR Xfinity Series Ag Pro 300 with Noah Gragson taking the win. Uh, two interesting races, you could say, Rowdy, you were there for all that, and uh, two repeat winners. Uh, you know, Nick Sanchez, his first one of the year, not... Uh, the first one, second one of the year for Noah Gragson. So uh, definitely uh, they can add that to their resumes now at Talladega Victory. Uh, Kyle, uh, you know, the ARCA race was shortened. I talked to Charlie just a few minutes ago, and he thought it was eight laps shortened, I guess because of what was fixing to happen with with falling down to the last, what, ten laps to go, and and it was going to be a wreck fest. Always basically is uh we actually got to experience that with the xfinity race but the big story here kyle is jeffrey earnhardt uh man i'm telling you it it was like bees going to a honey hive and jeffrey he let a few laps but man i'm telling you what he looked like dale senior trying to work his way back through the pack on that last lap kyle and i know you got to see that yeah, I think I think a key thing in that too was Justin Allgaier running out of fuel. Um, it allowed Jeffrey Earnhardt to actually move up a row, uh, get closer to the front, and you, you bring up a great point. Uh, definitely driving like his dad, his uh, granddad, and um, what a what a what a way to end the end the race with Larry McReynolds back on the pit box uh, second in a one-off deal with Richard Childress Racing. Hopefully, maybe this will this will open some more doors. Maybe some more races for Jeffrey Earnhardt. Uh, I know he's been running for Sam Hunt this year and a few other teams. So, uh, you know, it's good to see him in a competitive ride, get a good finish out of it, you know, with the sponsor on the car, uh, with the Richard Childress Racing affiliation. Just good to see them run up front. You know, uh, Austin Hill had the most laps until 
uh, that accident with Sam Mayer. Uh, you know, Austin Hill looked like he had probably the best car out there today. And uh, A.J. Allmendinger comes up short, uh, does win the dash for cash, $100,000, one spot ahead of his teammate Landon Castle. So uh, there was a lot going on today, Rowdy. Uh, you know, on the Arca side of things, the Xfinity side of things, uh, there's a lot to talk about. You know, like yesterday we talked, uh, we, 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 I don't know if we spoke about it, but we, you know, the number three car yesterday was really fast, both on the Arca side and on the Xfinity side. So, uh also, cup qualifying, can't forget about that. That was this morning, too. So uh, you got some really good content today, a lot of ARCA and uh, Xfinity stuff. I know you're going to have a lot of cup stuff coming up. You got to shoot some photos today, so everything looks good, Rowdy. Well, hey, and it's not on Thursday, dude, because there's no need to post anything on Thursday except what's happening for the following week. But anyway, Kyle, hey, what a weekend here so far. I mean, it's the weather was perfect. As long as you had a little something on your head to come shade it, you was all right. Big Bill's garage was full. Hey, tomorrow, Kyle, I mean, that new car on on this track, if we thought these races was, was fairly decent tomorrow, you better strap in because I'm thinking, if you go by what we've seen at Daytona, this is going to be a heck of a race here because the guys have got more of a feel for the car, Kyle. You know, we talked about this. It would take three to four races to determine what kind of car this is going to be. Well, we're already in, what, race number nine or ten? And, uh, yeah, Rowdy. The and, uh, yeah, Rowdy, it's a good point. I think I think a lot of the same contenders we saw in the Daytona 500, you're going to see a Talladega. I think Austin Cindric's going to be up there to forge really fast. Uh, you know, no practice this weekend for the extended year cup series, so we can't really tell how it's going to go. Uh, you know, single car runs today, just set the lineup and pit stall selection. So uh, that's basically, that's all that was. And uh, I know we got 500 miles tomorrow in the Geico 500. Uh, a lot going on here in PA as well. Uh, you know, I know, uh, the Bloomsburg Fair Raceway Thursday night with the All-Star Circuit of Champions, so I had that going on. Um, don't know if we'll really dive into it tonight or Monday night, but, uh, you know, I know, I know Talladega is basically the main priority this weekend. Right, right, Kyle. So uh, we leave here. The Xfinity leaves here. I mean, they, they put on a good show. Uh, Noah Gregson with his second victory. Uh, it, <laughs> listen. They had a set of longhorn steer, longhorn steer horns in the victory lane waving around. I don't know where they come from or what it was, but they were about maybe six foot from one end to the other, and they were passing it around. I don't know what that was all about, Kyle, but it went from Noah to his team. And what the the meaning of the horn is, I don't know. Set of horns, but anyway. Noah brings that brings home win number two on the on the super speedway. Rowdy, Rowdy no surprise there. Uh, you know, Junior Motorsports had some really fast cars. I know Sam Mayer was up there for a while until he crashed out. Uh, Justin Allgaier up there till the fuel ran out, and Noah Gregson coming home with the win. So another another win for Junior Motorsports. Uh, Noah's second win of this season. Uh, the other one came at Phoenix, and uh, you know, bad day for Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, I know uh, 
Ty Gibbs crashed out. Brandon Jones was in two accidents, and uh, Drew Dollar actually finished the race after being in the big what? one with his teammate earlier. So, uh, you know, there's just a lot going on today. Well, Kyle, you know, we're not one to talk negative, but uh, just kind of pointing out what was going on. Uh, I think Ty Gibbs has created his own Bluebird fan club because they were out in full force today. Yeah, I don't think it was it was so much negative rowdy. It was just you know observation. But yeah, I I, I agree. Um, Talladega is a different animal. Um, it's super speedway racing. You're not on the short track. It's a little faster speeds. I mean, they had fast cars today too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they they looked good. You know, I mean, even on the single car runs, the 54 looked really good. And uh, I know that uh, I think it was Drew Dollar did make the top ten in qualifying on Friday. So, I mean, they, they did have some positives out of the weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Ty Gibbs, just getting that experience. I, I know he's running. You know, he hasn't had the best luck at Talladega Rowdy. Um, I know the ARCA race last year, he was involved in a wreck. Uh, not of his doing. And then, of course, you know, today. So, um, I know uh, I know Dover's coming up. I know he's probably looking forward to that one. Uh, you know, he won the ARCA East race there last year. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think, you know, there's some good tracks coming up for him. And, uh, you know, we have Darlington coming up, another one, uh, where, you you know, you'll, they'll be running against the wall and everything. So a lot, of, a lot of different tracks coming up, Rowdy, and I'm just glad you're at Talladega this weekend. Well, Kyle, with that being said, let's play uh, that little snippet that we got from uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt, and we'll, we'll talk about it when it's over. All right, we are going to roll into our NASCAR Xfinity Series post-qualifying presser, where we've now been joined by our pole sitter, Jeffrey Earnhardt, driver of the number three Forever Lawn Chevrolet. Jeffrey, thanks for joining us there. Um, tell us a little bit about your lap before we, we uh, poll for questions. Um, you know, I knew our first lap was good. and I knew, uh, obviously, our teammates were going to be – some of the guys we were going to have to beat, but the 54, you know, he had some, some steam there in, in his first run as well. But um, that, that second lap, just everything felt good. It felt smooth and um, felt like I hit my shift points right. Now, obviously, RCR brings uh, brings incredible cars to these super speedways. They're, you don't come to a super speedway without talking about RCR. And, uh, to, to true testament to the work that they put into these cars to, to come here and be fast and, and you know I just got to hold it pretty well and, and my job's pretty easy so uh, can't say thank you enough to them and, and for Everlon and Dowstrom and Superpuff for giving me this opportunity to, to chase a dream of mine and, and be able to come out here and compete in the number three for RCR. All right, we will poll for questions. If you have a question for Jeffrey, raise your hand. We're going to get to as many questions as we can and who would like to kick us off? All right, we'll start with Bob up front. Bob Packers, Fox Sports. I know we've talked about this before at times, but how do you handle having a good car, knowing you have an opportunity, and trying to be patient and not, um, and not kind of, I want to say, for lack of a better term, ruin the opportunity? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, thankfully all, all of our cars are, all three of the RCR cars are up front there, and, um, you know, being able to, have them right from the start to work with is an advantage for sure. Um, you know, that, that it's you, know, you look at how successful colleagues been when it's of these races having three cars, and uh, they're able to execute really well on, on staying, you know, paired up and, and, you know, sealing the deal. And I think, uh, you know, now with RCR, we got three cars, so 
we're uh, just as capable of doing that. My teammate won Daytona, uh, and, and Sheldon's obviously an amazing driver as well. So I think, uh, you know, we'll go out there and we're going to race hard. It's gotten to where it's really hard to, to even consider riding in these races because it's really hard to make time back up to get back to the front. So um, it's almost requires you to run hard from the, the drop of the green flag to, to maintain and stay up front. But, um, you know, I, th I think, you know, we'll uh, we'll sit down and discuss our plan tomorrow and, uh, like I said, having our teammates right there with us at the start and of the race is going to be very, uh, very beneficial. Okay, we'll continue with questions. We'll go to Jim. Jim out at motorsport.com. Jeffrey, you mentioned a few times in interviews that you've uh, been trying to work on something like with this uh, over the last several years. Uh, have is it been just trying to get a race with RCR or uh, to run a full season and? Uh, is there a possibility for more opportunities after this? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd love to run a full season with, with Richard. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I got a lot of faith in them guys as, as a team, and, and they've proven that they're a, a championship caliber team, and, and that's my goal is to be able to go out and race for a championship. And, uh, you know, so far this is just a one-race deal, and, and we're hoping that maybe it turns into more. But um, my biggest thing is just taking all this in and enjoying it and, and you know, just – like I said, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that I'm even here and, and getting this opportunity to me. So, um, you know, we're going to take it, see what, see what, see what this race plays out. But, um, you know, definitely hoping that this, uh, this is a springboard to a lot more in the future. And, uh, hopefully who knows, maybe a full season, uh, with Richard or, or I would love it to be with Richard in the three, but, um, you know, obviously, uh, we'll just have to see where all, all plays out, but, uh, just very thankful for the opportunity I got this weekend. It's, it's a dream of mine. All right, we'll go to Chris and then up front to Dustin. Go ahead, Chris. Chris Mike, catch us. Com. Uh, Jeffrey, you qualifying so early in the session, did that? Uh, do you think that helped you in the second round, allowing your car to cool down and be able to go full set fast lap in the second round? Um, I, honestly, I feel like it, it, if anything, it hurts us because now our, our car, you know, gear, or gear oil, all that has time to cool down. Um, and this stuff, the, the warmer it is, the better it performs. So we thought it was going to hurt us. Um, but I believe the track from when we first went out to where we ended uh, gain speed, uh, just talking with Larry, he felt like the track was a lot faster at the end of uh, qualifying there, and, and we knew that that would be an, an advantage to us. Um, but we, uh, we, we, were, we, we knew it was going to be tough. It wasn't going to be easy to, to sit on pole, and uh, you know, everything played out in our favor, and we were able to get, go, and, uh, go and achieve it. So uh, did, didn't think it was going to help us by any means. Being in Earnhardt Country, you know, tell a day what it is in Earnhardt Country. Are you feeling the pressure now that you're on the pole, that you have to win the race, or are you just hoping that you come out of here with a good day tomorrow? Uh, I'm, I'm taking in the moment, man. It's, it, the, uh, I'd be lying if I s said there wasn't no pressure. Uh, obviously, um, you know, what the black number three to, to me means is, you know, the, the champion, the, the man himself, my grandpa, he was my superhero. So um, there's definitely pressure, but, man, I'm, like I said, I'm just honored to, to even have this opportunity and, and to be out here um, in, in this car. So, yeah, there's pressure, but I'm, I'm going to go out there and, and run it just like every other race. You know, uh, we, we show up and, and try and win races every weekend we go to the track. It's just now I have uh, have all the stuff to be actually be able to actually go and do it, and, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to go do the best we can to make that happen. All right, Dustin, go ahead. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Jeffrey, can you give me a sense of maybe this journey to get to this point, to, to be in the three car and of all places here? And 
I understand, you know, I know what you just said about what it means, but just encapsulate everything you've gone through to get to this point. Yeah, how, how long we got? Because uh, it's uh, it's quite the journey. I, I tell, tell everyone it's going to be quite a book when we decide to write one. But, uh, no, I mean, it's just, uh, it's been constant battles and, and scratching and clawing. And, you know, I've always wanted to try and, you know, feel like that, you know, I did, I'm here because I, I worked hard enough to be here and, and I deserve the opportunity. And I feel like that's how I've gone about my whole career. You know, uh, it, it's easy for people to think that you were just given a handout. Uh, don't get me wrong, the last name definitely helps to sell sponsorship. But, um, you know, it, it's been nonstop. And, and, you know, it's always been, you know, our goal has to be to, to compete at RCR in the three car because uh, it's a dream of mine. And, uh, you know, it's it's not been easy by any means. And, you know, I've been blessed with many opportunities throughout the the years that I've been racing, and um, you know, I, I, I'll forever be thankful for every one of them because they don't come easy. But um, you know, now we're here and, and we're in the three car, and we're driving for Richard and sitting on the pole for the race tomorrow. It's uh, it, it's incredible. Like it just uh, it really has me speechless. I, I didn't, you know, this is what we hoped to happen, but you know, I didn't, I, I didn't know for sure that I would be capable of it. You know, um, and obviously Richard uh, brings. Uh, brings fast cars and I feel like I'm a good driver but you never know till you're given the opportunity and uh, I think we were able to put it all together today and uh, hopefully we can do the same tomorrow. All right, Stephen. Stephen Toronto, CBS Sports. Jeffrey, I, I actually looked it up just now and this is the first time that a Larry McReynolds prepared car has sat on the pole since Mike Skinner did at Fontana in 2000. <laughs> 2000. Uh, so how has it been working with Larry, and has it been a surprise at all that he's been able to get up to speed with today's cars this quickly, given that it's been such a long time since he's been at the top of the pit box? Yeah, I mean, first off, Larry is an incredible guy. Um, you know, you see what he's done as a crew chief in the past, and then you see how he's, you know, continued to just be immersed in our sport and show his his passion and love for our sport um, really just speaks volumes for who he is and, and what he thinks about our sport and how he wants to see it continue to, to thrive for, for years to come. Um, and and to, to say I'm surprised that he's jumped right in this thing and, and gotten right up to speed, not at all, because that man, you know, I feel like he wakes up in the morning just thinking, you know, what he can do, whether it's on broadcasting or, or anything, that he whatever he can do to, to – just be even more immersed in our sport. Um, you know, when he, he got the call, it was like right away he was up at RCR and just talking with everybody for, for a long time just to, to get, you know, tuned in. He's he's a thousand percent dedicated to, to, to making this a, a good, successful weekend, and uh, it's exciting to have him on the box. All right. Any additional questions? Okay, we'll come back up front to Bob. Bob Parker's Fox Sports. So, like you, st you get your you get into the three car today. I mean, is it an emotional day for you? Are you are you shaking a little bit at all? Are you about to cry? <laughs> are you about to? I mean, what what was the emotion like just Man. being able to roll out in that in that car? It's uh it's huge. You know, um, I, I saw him. I could I could feel my heart beating in my ears, sitting there waiting to make the first run. Uh, I thought it'd be a little bit better the second run, and it wasn't. So. Um, you know, just, you know, 
my, my like I said, my grandpa is my hero, and and to be able to compete in a car like his for the guy that he drove for, um, yeah, it's not in the Cup Series, but you know, it's still uh, <laughs> a pretty amazing opportunity that you know I'm just uh, I'm just speechless about. You know, it's uh, it, it's incredible what what he accomplished in the black number three in our sport and uh, what he meant to our sport, what he meant to people, what he meant to the fans. Um, you know, like I said, he'll always be my, my superhero. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to do the best I can to, to make him and the Earnhardt fans proud. And hopefully uh, hopefully it's just a, a start to, to that and, and really uh, give him something to cheer about tomorrow. All right. Any final questions? All right. Well, Jeffrey, congrats again on the poll, and we hope you uh, do enjoy race day tomorrow, and, and maybe we'll we'll see you back here later on as well. Yes, ma'am. I hope so. Thank you. All right. A friendly reminder, um, audio and video from today's sessions with both Austin Hill and Jeffrey will be available on NASCARmedia.com. Thank you, guys. Kyle. Yeah, what a what a what a way to see that number three almost win Rowdy. Um finishing second with Jeffrey Earnhardt. Um, you know, it's nice to see all the history there, you know, with how much success Earnhardt no, had there. No, no. Alright, Kyle. Sorry. Yes, sir. I had somebody, I was saying, you know, uh, when you're live, people walk up and ask questions. So, <laughs> it's all right. Go ahead, but Kyle. no, I was saying it was it was just iconic to see the three, you know, run so well with Larry McReynolds, and uh, to see them win the pole was a good story. Uh, finishing second, leading some laps, you know, showing that he could run up front in a good car. Uh, you know, Richard Childress Racing led the most laps on the day with Austin Hill, who crashed out late, and. Uh, you know, Sam Mayer ran up front for a while, so I, you know, kind of had it ebb and flow. The race did, and uh, you know, it was good to uh, good to see uh, you know Dale Jr. get another one at Talladega as an owner. Um, I know he's gonna be in the booth tomorrow for the Cup race, so really looking that? forward to that. You know. Yeah. So it's uh, Earnhardt Home Run Weekend, huh? Yeah, the uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. going to be on Fox tomorrow. Uh, and today's race was on Fox, too. Uh, the Xfinity race, the Ag Pro 300, was on Fox, the big Fox. So uh, good to see them get some more, some, some extra TV time on uh, the Fox network. And, uh, you know, uh, good to see Arca back in the saddle again. But uh, Good to talk, seeing all the guys, tech, you know, from the techs all the way down to the competitors. Kyle, you know, uh, since, well, actually, it's been since uh, Daytona. I'm letting it go to uh, so, Rowdy, what were some so, of your takeaways uh, from the ARCA race? Uh, Kyle, you know, we talked about it. Rev Racing, both uh, Rajah Karu and Nick Sanchez was fast the whole weekend. I mean, from the time the cars dropped off the trailer, they were fast. Uh, 
you know, my thoughts and prayers are out to Will Kennel and his group, you know, that uh, 69 car, they had to cut the roof off and extract the driver, and he, he they, they took him on to the hospital, Kyle, I hadn't heard no updates on that yet, so we don't know nothing about that. Uh, the last that. I read, he's uh, in stable condition. Okay. Uh you know, I hate it for Eric Cordell. You know, uh, Cordell, uh, Eric was on the show Monday night and absolutely just demolished his car, Kyle. He just had come back from being fixed from Daytona, and it, it's going to take a complete – I mean, it cracked. I, <laughs> that car was sitting on the ground, Kyle. It was sitting on the frame, flat mm-hmm. on the frame. So, and the, tough, the whole body. Tough break the for Tim Richmond, too. Tim, uh, Tim – uh, Tim's front end, he had no physical damage to the car, but the tie rod or something in the front end steering, and he come on in. The cars that that's that car is too perfect to tear up, Kyle, and, and he knew it, and he brought it in early, saving it's it for, a fast piece for another too. race. Well, hey, and we've seen that that fast number uh, fifty four Toyota finally met the maker today. Will that car be done, Kyle? Did it knock that car out where it won't be as fast as it used to? Because that car's been fast. It's got a good history. And uh, Ty was the man responsible for wrecking it. So it don't boil boil down to nobody but him behind the wheel. Yeah, Rowdy, I'm I'm not sure. Um, You know, hopefully that car can get repaired. Um... Yeah, that's a tough question. You know, uh, I know uh, I know Tim was was running good out of Daytona, ran out of gas, and I I actually missed what happened. I I I did listen to what you were saying, but I did not get to see the Arca race today. But um, did hear well, what happened. Tim Tim was running up there in, in the in the top five, top ten. You know, he he was he was rolling with him, but uh, when that wreck developed, he kind of. Like he got spun out. No physical damage on the car, but he did have. Like he said, the tie rod end. Or he had. A, uh, there was a, a problem with the front end. So he come on in and, and parked it. Not. I mean, Tim don't get excited. He just knows that he wasn't the day that he needed, and, and they they going on with it. But Kyle, uh, another thing. I mean, we had a lot. What, 32 cars show up? A lot of cars. That's pretty impressive. 33 cars. 33 cars. I mean, you know, a year ago, two years ago, we struggled. But we're still coming, slowly coming back. Uh, Thomas Prater, he had to get uh, a relief driver because Thomas, I reckon, come here sick this morning, is what they're saying. Sean Core, right? Sean Core finished the race for him. Yeah, Sean Core is a super speedway veteran. He won the pole at Daytona back in 2012. Yeah. Oh, so... The 82 car. Okay. Okay. Well... Just your little little arc and nugget for the night. Yep. Uh, But that's kind of my takeaway from from the uh, Arca race, Kyle. It was just good to see everybody back. 
here at Talladega in the Alcamine Art Series. We're, we're going to move on. Rowdy, your videos were really good today. Appreciate it, Kyle. I appreciate it. It's, it's, you know, it's not easy. It's easy, but it's not easy getting there, and then you got to hustle to another place and get it. So, uh, not a whole lot of time to lollygag and talk about it, Kyle. Uh, I was right. able to go inside. And I want to thank, hey, everybody. Let's let's let me throw this out of here again. Talladega has made made this out. If you're not having a great time here this weekend, it's because you're pissing somebody else. And you shouldn't have spent the money to come here because they have everything to make this a success. Big Bill's Garage was full today, Kyle. I mean, just absolutely full. And when I walked through there, I kind of wanted to, because I hadn't seen the prices this year. I don't think nothing went up. Uh, Sandwiches, $4 for uh, for the sandwiches, $2 for a hot dog, uh, a mixed drink for $4, uh, Cokes, drinks, I think those were $3. They're not, they don't charge the prices that they charge in the stands or anywhere else, but when you buy the package, you buy the discount food too. So, with that being said, plus Kyle, just kind of describe this, it, it's a large building. On one end, you have garage doors, and inside those doors are the 11 cars on one side, and the only thing that's keeping you from walking in and touching the car is a chain-link fence. Not plexiglass like in Daytona where you slip the hero card under. You can actually walk over and hand it to them. On the other side, it's the same thing, Kyle. So you have 22 cars, and then the rest of the cars are all in garages next door, but you have full access to those 22. Big, huge screen TV. Those fans that are called big-ass fans are blowing. There's a constant breeze, the air going through. And you never know when they're going to come by and put you on the big screen and ask your questions. Thanks to everyone at Talladega Super Speedway, Russell Brennan, man, they throw on a feed today. Kyle, today we had uh, White. I think the name of the place is White's Restaurant. They come and they fried catfish, chicken fingers if you didn't like fish, fries, hush puppies. Tomorrow we get that famous Russell Brennan two-inch thick pork chop. And Kyle, you can cut that pork chop with a plastic knife. That's how tender that thing is. And it tastes absolutely wonderful. Right, there's nothing like good food at the media center. <laughs> well, uh, it today was good. Uh, this afternoon, before I leave, if I want something, they've got pizzas. But I'm moving on. I could have eaten supper like five times last night, Kyle, but I kept turning everybody down because you only need one supper. Yeah, normally I don't eat when I'm at the racetrack. That's a bad habit of mine, but I don't know if it's the adrenaline or what, but uh, either that or I'm all coffeeed up. But uh, you know what, Rowdy? I I did get a hot dog the other night at Bloomsburg, so I will I will give myself credit. I actually did eat something. But um, I don't know if you want to talk about it tonight, but uh, I did go to Bloomsburg Thursday night for the All-Star Circuit of Champions. 
Let's talk about it, Kyle. I, I mean, I'm just packing up. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it, man. Well, Rowdy, it was the inaugural visit of the all, Tony Stewart's All-Star Circuit of Champions to the Bloomsburg Fair Raceway in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, really, the weather was kind of kind of an issue at first, uh, but it did clear out, and uh, the rest of the night did run. Uh, three heats on the night, uh, 28 cars signed in, 28 410 sprints. Not forget how many USAC speedsters were there, but there was a good amount of them as well. And uh, still saw two pretty good features. Uh, the heat races, uh, first he went to Anthony Macri, the hottest sprint car driver in the country, uh, riding a three-race win streak going into Bloomsburg Thursday night. Uh, Scott Bagucci uh, got the uh, second heat. Uh, I think he's an all-star. He's one of the all-stars because I know he uh, – actually, I think he crashed last night at Williams Grove and got out for some reason. Just a bad night for that guy. And then – Rowdy, I think the heat of the night was the third heat. Uh, had Bill Baylog, Justin Peck, Alex Bowman, Christopher Bell, uh, the NASCAR Cup drivers in there. Uh, just uh, Brent Marks, you know, one of the hottest driver, another hot driver in Pennsylvania, who uh, won Friday night at Williams Grove. So uh, Bill Baylog wound up winning that uh, heat and uh, going to the pole dash. Uh, Alex Bowman, I could tell you before I, I tell you who won. Uh, finished sixth in the dash, started sixth in the feature, uh, finished seventh at the Bloomsburg Fair Raceway. Uh, Christopher Bell, uh, Rowdy, a rough night for him. Uh, started sixth in his heat, just fell back in the in the heat to ninth out of nine cars. Just had a bad night. Uh, won his B main, but uh, broke uh, something happened in the feature and had to retire early. Uh, the winner uh, was Anthony Macri. Another win for him. That was his fourth straight. 410 Sprint Car Series victory uh, in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Uh, passed Bill Baylog on lap 18 and held on the rest of the way. Uh, at one point, Rowdy, uh, before uh, the leader, Scott Bagucci, flipped on lap 10, the top six were separated by car lengths until that happened. So it was really close for a while. And uh, Anthony Macri wins the inaugural visit to the uh, Bloomsburg Fair Raceway. So Bill Baylog come home second. Justin Peck finishes third. So uh, not a bad night. Uh, also with my dad in attendance, uh, good to have him there. Uh, we got there a little early. Got there about five o'clock. Uh, we got out. We got we got home right before midnight, which was good. Um, but uh, you know, you never know with those all-star shows. Sometimes they get busy, rowdy. Um, I mean, I, I know you've been to a few. But, uh, yeah, those those all-star shows are just as popular as the World of Outlaws, and, you know, I, I think they get a lot of interest as well. So uh, that's, that's what's so nice about those dirt series, you know, when they do get an attendance like that. And, you know, we got Saturday night, we got 10,000 to win at Port Royal today. Um, unfortunately, couldn't make it, but, uh, you know, those are the breaks. And, uh, you know, tomorrow night, uh, Sunday night, Seals Grove, the Ray Chili Classic, $5,088 to win. Uh, Brent Marks is the defending winner of the race. Going to try to get there. Going to see if I can maybe find a way to get there. Rowdy, I have a season pass at Seals Grove. So um, good to get in these tracks, Rowdy. Uh, it's good. It's a good feeling. And, you know, uh, we've done a really good job here the last few years. Well, we got a Talladega Torn track out here tonight. Last night, tonight. I didn't make it last night. I don't know about tonight, Kyle. I'd like to go out and see at least an hour out there. It's 
going for the dash for cash at Dover? Hey, uh, I was, if I, I correct with this is the second stack cash for uh, AJ. AJ Allmendinger? Yeah. Yeah, AJ won it. Yeah, he finished third. But is that the second stack cash he's won this year? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a, yeah, he won Martinsville too. I remember. Yeah, and he's going forward to Dover too. Him, Noah Gragson. Yeah. Ryan Seagan, Landon Castle, right? Yeah. Yep. Landon Castle looked pretty racy there toward the end too. I think now that's. Last uh, 20 laps. Really interesting. I'm about to talk about the horn here, guys. Yeah, business definitely picked up. Well, Rowdy, we still got racing here in Pennsylvania. I believe Mahoning Valley Speedway got their opener in today. Uh, I'm hoping. Uh, Basically, the All Stars are wrapping up their, their their short visit here in Pennsylvania. Bloomsburg Fair Raceway on Thursday night. Williams Grove last night for the Tommy Hendershnitz Classic. Six thousand to win, won by Brent Marks. Lance Deweese returned last night, finished second to Brent Marks. Uh, Anthony Macri wound up finishing, I think, either fourth or fifth in the feature, ending his streak at four in a row in the 410 Sprint Car Series. Uh, tonight, the uh, the Keith Kaufman Classic, ten thousand to win for the uh, Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions. Uh, I'll, uh, you know, keep an eye on the Port Royal Twitter and Facebook page on for updates on that one. And uh, like I said, Sunday, the uh, the, the 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 annual Ray Tilly Classic uh, for the 410 Sprint Cars, uh, 5,088 to win. I expect everybody of the posse to be there tomorrow night. So, um, lot going on. You know, I know Dover will be next week. I know that's that's, that's a Busy weekend for the Mid-Atlantic for NASCAR. So uh, we got Talladega to finish up tomorrow with the cup race. Christopher Bell's on the pole for the cup race. Uh, just saw him two nights ago at Bloomsburg. So I uh, just want to say, uh, Rowdy, uh, before I my last comment, it was good to see uh, NASCAR drivers Alex Bowman and Christopher Bell both at Bridgeport Speedway in Swedesboro, New Jersey on Wednesday night for the Evasion of the Posse night. Then Thursday night for the All-Star Circuit of Champions feature at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway. Uh, check out the site, RowdyMagalite.com. Uh, everything new, uh, new content's up, new photos. Check it out, and uh, make sure you follow us. Man, Kyle, thanks a lot. Uh, it takes a lot of work for that to be updated, and it looks good. Appreciate what you do, Kyle. Hey, uh, I, I want to give a shout-out to Willie Mullins and Willie Mullins Racing. They got to go out on the boulevard last night, Kyle, and they had a, a wonderful time. And what he figured out was he had been doing the wrong thing the last three years by coming in and working and working and working and not taking a little time off and going to the boulevard. But 
I don't think you'll have to be asked no more. Yeah, he, he yeah, they they looked fast, Rowdy, in practice. Yeah, he did. I, it was quick. You know, he just never could get up to the top, Kyle. Huh? I mean, he just. I, I think I think no qualifying did hurt a lot of those teams, especially the ones that were fast and had to start in the back. Uh, I think Brett Holmes was another one. I know he was running up front late, but uh, I, I think that probably did not help. But uh, you know that's that's what that's what you know that's what the lineup was set by, and it was twenty twenty one owner points, and that's just how it is. So um, Nick Sanchez is the winner. Um, another win for him. You know, looks good for Rev Racing and. Uh, Rowdy, you still got one more day to go. Man, tomorrow, I'm big, Kyle. I'm excited about watching tomorrow's race. Uh, yeah, they've been fast. Those Gibbs cars are fast on those, on those single car runs, you know. Uh, Ty Gibbs looked really good in, in the Xfinity qualifying, too, so... Really no surprise that a Gibbs car didn't win the pole, but, uh, you know, it's it's good for Christopher Bell, you know, um, to see him up front. Probably going to help with pit stall selection, and not a bad plate racer or super speedway racer in that case either. Well, Kyle, uh, you know, plate racing breaks on different, different aspects, but I did not see the uh, two-car tandem today. You didn't see that. Uh, and that was a question that was pretty much asked on and off on the, what little bit. You know, we they run some drivers through today, and that was one of the questions several reporters asked about would we see the two-car tandem coming back this weekend. And they didn't think it would be, because we didn't see it today, Kyle. So, you know, how that works out for well, no, Rowdy. I know there's a rule. I know there's a rule about locking bumpers. I know that. Did anyone see the Xfinity where the car, the tailpiece, come off the car? It looked like a snow blade. Oh, my! It's Snyder's car, bumper. right? Was, I think it was off Josh was, Berry's car, wasn't it? It was. It was. The whole back end was. Tethered to his front end because of the wind. But it looked like a, a truck plowing snow. That's what it looked like a snow plow. Well, Kyle, I finally I pulled in here this morning at 7.30 and went and checked out the Arc Menards pit. Uh, got ready for the show. Been in and out of the media center, but basically banning, uh, banning our little site there on site at Big Bill's Garage. Had a wonderful day. Met a lot of great people. You know how that goes, Kyle. I don't meet a stranger. Uh, so if you're at the garage tomorrow, stop by. Say hello. Kyle, we might talk to him a minute or two. But, you know... I think we've got a a show planned at ten thirty, Kyle, eleven o'clock. Somewhere, I think it's eleven o'clock. I've, I've given Kelsey's got the time, but okay, we're going to be good. Fox Sports, we're we're over near Fox Sports, so 
They're going to be there early. Question and answer session there tomorrow. Uh, race is at 3 o'clock, Kyle. That's that's 3 Eastern, right, Rowdy? Yes, it is. So it's going to be 2 Central. So everybody remember that. It's on my time. It's 2 o'clock Central. Well, Kyle, man, we're going to do this same thing tomorrow afternoon after the race. Uh, Kyle, you want to reach out, give a prediction on the winner, maybe? Yeah, I don't know, Rowdy. I think I think the Fords were really fast last time, and uh, I think I think a Ford's going to be good come Sunday. Uh, I think Hendrick's going to be up there. Gibbs. I think I don't. I, I'm not really sure. I mean, the closing rate on these cars are so fast, and you know, we had the race at Daytona, so uh, I think Talladega is a little bit different, and uh, I'm interested to see how it'll it'll play out. You know, we have two races already done, so we got one more to go, and we'll see how that Cup race is on Sunday afternoon. Kyle, it's kind of hard. I mean, it really is hard to call a winner because uh, this track here, it's a crapshoot, man, Yeah. And anybody can crap out really quick here. That's that's the bad part, is you can crap out really fast here. So if Kyle, if anybody's listening, and you're on the boulevard tonight, look for that line, because I'll be back. Uh, I'll be somewhere around Dagon Nation or Boone's Tip. Jar Bar or Red 38, somewhere right down on the boulevard tonight till about midnight, and I'm going to cash it in at midnight, Kyle. Sounds good, Rowdy. I hope you have a really good night. All right. Hey, listen, Kyle. We're going to close it out with William Byron and uh, let that be the end. This is 16-minute tape. And we're going to go from there. But, Kyle, forward to Lamar. It'll be race day before you know it. And then it's going to be over, Kyle. And we're going to march on and won't be back till October. Yeah, Rowdy, you'll have some time in between those races. Yeah, we got, yeah in between that, we'll be at Watkins Glen and Pocono. Pocono and Watkins Glen. So I'm going to kick it out over here to uh, William Byron. Kyle, appreciate it, man. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, good morning. Welcome to Talladega Super Speedway. We are going to start with our media availabilities this morning. We've now been joined by William Byron, who's the driver of the number... 24 Liberty University Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. William, thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate you spending some time with us. We will start with questions for William. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get to as many questions as we can in the time that we have with him. And who would like to kick us off with a question this morning? Man, you guys are slow this morning. All right, Kelly's going to kick us off. And then we'll go to Dustin. KellyCrandallRacer.com. So, William, when we were in Atlanta, we heard a lot about drafting there, and it was like a super speedway. Is there anything you learned there that you can 
apply here? Does anything carry over? Yeah, I think. I mean, Atlanta was just um, you know more intense than uh, than here. I would say just in the fact that it was really narrow and um, you had a lot of a lot of things going on fast. The corner X's would come up fast. Like guys would guys would merge off the bottom. You know, it's harder harder to hold the bottom, so it's harder to to kind of predict where guys were going to end up on on corner exit and uh, stuff like that. But you know, I I think just you know. My general thoughts about here, I think, is you're going to see some, you know, you're going to see some tandem, um, you know, for half a lap, three quarters, maybe a lap, full lap, maybe. So I think that's going to be the difference here is handling is not as big a deal, and um, you might see that play out more. And a few years ago, we were at Daytona, and you and Brad had a disagreement over blocking and drafting and all of that. How has your maybe just confidence in in the draft gone and the moves that you make and knowing when to block and and things like that? How has that changed maybe over the years? How much more comfortable are you now going to super speedways? Yeah, I think kind of knowing what I need, you know, what I need to do. Like um, when that deal happened with Brad, you know, I was in my second year, and yeah, I was fast on the super speedways, but I wasn't making all the right moves. But you know, I thought I was making a good, good amount of right moves. But um, yeah, it was a good, like, good learning experience, I guess. And you know, Brad's always good at these tracks, and I feel like we're always usually kind of around each other at these tracks. So um, I think it's just experience. Like, you just you get with your spotter. You kind of understand what moves are going to happen. Um, as much as like the rules packages do change the drafting a little bit, it's nothing. I feel like that's like massive. I mean, if anything, probably my rookie year was the the weirdest package because we had lower downforce and um, there was a big bubble behind the cars, so you could you could basically lead the whole race, uh, which we saw with Stuart Haas um, the one time. So yeah, I think now you know it's so there's so many comers and goers that. Um, you just have to you just have to learn throughout the race and get better. All right, our next question will go to Dustin Long. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. William, um, you guys were at Martinsville. You go to Bristol, and now here. Mm-hmm. Can you just give me a sense of the the challenges that? for a driver the last three weeks that these three particular tracks, this would seem to be maybe among the more challenging stretches for you guys. Yeah, it's probably among the more unpredictable stretches of the season for sure. Um, you know, Martinsville is great for us, obviously. Um, Bristol was not great. Um, yeah, I was under the weather all weekend, and and I don't have a ton of dirt experience. So that one's kind of a, a wild card for us. But, um, but yeah, I think for... For this weekend, um, you know, a little bit back to normal. I mean, this is an important race in the fall. Um, we can, you know, talk about how you just kind of don't know where you're going to finish here, but it's, you know, this is kind of the race last year that knocked us out of contention. So I feel like uh, we want to do well this weekend for that, that reason, to kind of get ready for the fall and know what we need uh, to do. And um, But, yeah, I mean, once we get into Dover and then Darlington, I think it'll kind of, back to a little bit of normalcy. All right. Our next question will go to Daniel McFadden, and then we'll come up front to Claire, and then we'll go to Stephen. Daniel, go ahead. Uh, Daniel McFadden, FrenchRest.com. William, given the new car, how how comfortable are you with not having practice 
at Talladega this weekend. <laughs> it's, I mean, it'd be pointless to have practice. I don't. There's literally nothing that we do here that would relate in practice. I feel like because it's just, you know, you're basically just wearing off the the underside of the car um, for a couple laps. So um, I always thought practice was really difficult here to like get a feel for what you're going to need in in the race. Um, yeah, I would like to do some like procedural things like you know hot pit entries and exits but um but yeah i think this is a good a good format for sure all right next question if we can get a mic up here to claire please claire b lang sirius xm nascar radio you know initially there was talk about the heat in the car with the new next gen car it's going to be hot this weekend what about the car are you thinking about as as you roll into the race this weekend yeah, we've um, we've been working through a couple different things. Um, one of them was carbon monoxide intake and kind of, you know, how much the the fumes that were coming in the car were affecting me at Coda. So uh, trying to work on just where the helmet was mounted, um, where the the fan was mounted to go into my head. So I, you know, because at Coda I got a little bit of a headache. So um, that I think that's been pretty common throughout the field. Just trying to figure out, you know, air intake stuff to make sure we don't have issues but as far as the heat goes it's been been great i mean um i'd say it's probably similar to the old car which is what you know that's all we wanted i mean in, in preseason testing it was you know really hot and um pretty pretty unbearable but i think they've gotten it now where it's you know similar to the old car it's just about the fumes and do you kind of feel like you know how this car will handle here do you feel like you got i mean you never know at talladega right but mm. with the car yeah i think um the little bit that I did race the Daytona 500, um, I think I was 60 laps in. I could, I felt like the car handled better than the old car, um, and the pushes it, it accepted the pushes better than the old car too. So both things were good for you know competition because you could just be aggressive with pushes. I mean, I that was probably the most aggressive 500 that we've seen with uh, with pushing, and I think that had a lot to do with um, the car. All right, Stephen, go ahead with your question, please, and then we'll get a mic to Jenna, please. Stephen Toronto, CBS Sports. William, uh, non-NASCAR question for a second here. We've got a, only a week left until the NFL draft. Uh, you've been pretty keen on Malik Willis to the Panthers at six. I saw that a couple of weeks ago. Has has anything changed since then, or are you still resolved uh, yeah, to see I, that happen? I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. I mean, that's a, that, that makes the most sense for – for Liberty as a whole, but uh, yeah, I, I would love it. I think Malik's a great, great talent. I've watched him play in person, um, watched him play a couple games up there uh, over the last few years, and um, feel like he, you know, he's well coached up up there at, with Hugh Freeze. So yeah, I I don't know. That would be a really cool pick. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, I, as I try to follow it, looks like the Hornets fired their coach. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully we just get it all turned around. We, it's been a rough few years in the Charlotte sports, but hopefully we can get it get it rolling here soon. Is there any situation where you would be okay with them not taking a quarterback at six, maybe a offensive tackle or something like that? We need a lot of pieces. I mean, I I look at I look at offensive line, but that's always a boring pick to to take in the draft. So it's important. Um, they did get a couple free agent offensive linemen. That I think will be good. Um, guy from the Rams, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I think they need pieces and offensive line, but quarterback's probably the easiest fix. Fix first. 
Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll get a mic up here to Gina, please. Charlotte's had a rough couple of years. I got William Byron, That's multiple right. race winner. That's right. <laughs> um, back at Daytona, uh, the Fords were most organized for the entire week. Um, do you think Chevy has sort of caught up to what they were doing? Um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I think it's not for lack of effort, for sure. I think um, there's some really aggressive Chevy drivers. When you look at Reddick and Ross and Chase, um, you know, I think there's some really good drafters that we can work with. So um, I felt Eric Jones, too. I mean, he's been great at the Speedway. So um, I felt like at Atlanta we were better, we were improved. And I, that's probably the closest thing to, to this weekend. So I know those guys can tandem really, really well. Um, you know, at, even at Atlanta, like for, for a lap or so, they could stay connected. And um, that's something that we have to work on. But I don't know if that'll be different. But I think we've got the aggressive guys to, to push each other as much as we need to. Mm -hmm. All right. Any final questions for William? Okay. We'll go here, and then we'll follow up with Daniel right here. Thank you. Grant Davis, WVOK Radio in Oxford. I was curious, I had watched your press conference after Martinsville. You had spoke about how Jeff Gordon had given you advice about how to get around the track. Do y'all still talk like on a week-to-week -week basis or every year about advice like that, or does he give you advice of just you know about being in the Cup Series even now? Yeah, I say all the time. Um, yeah, I, I usually fly with him at some point um, every couple weeks, so um, just so it just works out that way. He you know comes to quite a few races now, so um, try to get advice from him. That's gonna that's gonna pay off. You know, he's pretty. Um, pretty direct with his advice and he's good with the crew chiefs too like I've noticed um, you know at times he'll be talking to Rudy um, you know on his own that isn't with me and it, it's good to kind of get his opinion um, as a driver too like he I think there's things that that Rudy can use from from him to set up the car um, that might help at certain tracks so um, I you know I'm very confident in the fields that I have at tracks that have run well but there's just, you know a few tracks that I haven't run as well that that maybe uh, Jeff can be good advice for the crew chief too. And I've got one more question. Uh, last night when I got home, I decided to play iRacing, and I was racing at Talladega, and it was absolutely insane versus the uh, last draft package. I, I was wondering, have you played any this week, and how accurate, if you have played, how accurate do you feel like their draft model is going to be to what you might see on Sunday? Yeah, from what I've watched, it looks really, really similar um, with my guys that race in the in the Coke series over there, I've kind of learned from them some little, you know, bits of advice. And um, but no, I haven't been able to race on there this week. I was I was gone in Orlando, so um, I haven't been able to. But hopefully, hopefully, I remember what I'm doing when I get out there. I guess lap one. All right, we're gonna wrap up with Daniel McFadden. Go ahead, Daniel. So William, we're a third of the way through the season. So at this this point with the next-gen car, like, how much do you feel like you're having to relearn tracks mm -hmm. or relearn specific styles of racing on a week-to-week -week basis with this car? Yeah, I'd say, like, <laughs> every week's a new week. I mean, it really is. Like, you, we don't – I mean, we look at our old notes for – you know, I would say they look at their old notes for balance and things like that, like what do you need for balance. But even that's kind of changed um, – you know, I think Dover's going to be eye-opening to see how this car get, gets around Dover because, you know, it's got way less downforce and, 
you know, downforce is key at Dover. So um, I'm very interested to see how, how, you know, how that feels and how it plays out because I, I don't know what to expect. Um, and Darlington, it sounds like, is really difficult with this car. Uh, lots of spins and, you know, wall contacts. So just by yourself. So I, I'm sure you guys will see a great race the next few weeks. All right. William, thank you so much for spending some time thank with you. us. We wish the best of luck this weekend. Appreciate it. Just a quick heads up while um, we wait on Bubba to arrive. Um, the full field bullpen will open um, around the time we will wrap with Bubba. It will be open 30 minutes before qualifying. It will be open all during qualifying based on if they make their lap and want to come in. Um, it will be here in the media center, so you don't have to go anywhere. Um, but just heads up that once Bubba wraps, drivers will most likely start arriving if they plan to come before their lap. Yes, we'll just kind of set them up based on how they arrive. Yeah. Well, all right, Kyle. There we had it. Uh, William Byron uh, for the big race tomorrow. And uh, the next the next gen car right here in town tomorrow. Still got tickets. Not the best tickets, but if you're in the house, it's the best ticket. So that's all that matters. Right, Rowdy. You know, we had a great Sunday du or Saturday doubleheader, and we got Sunday's big race tomorrow. Well, Kyle, I appreciate you hanging on and listening to what we uh, had to close out tonight. Uh, I'm getting myself lined up for the big one on the boulevard again, and uh, I, I would that if they had fireworks last night, they're going to do it again tonight. And what a fireworks show they put off last night because 
Well, they don't really have to have fireworks tonight, Kyle, because they was on the track today. But last night, they put on one heck of a show. And uh, they probably going to do it tonight because they won't do it Sunday night. Half three-quarters of the crowd will be gone. And it won't be no late overall Monday race, Kyle, that, which we've done for several times. But I don't know what we're going to be doing playing that game this year. Rowdy, how's the weather looking for Sunday? The weather uh, high is supposed to be 85. Wear a hat, bring sunscreen, and you'll be fine. Concert's going on now. Uh, you got a ticket, run on in here for Sunday's race. You get infield admission. You get to walk on the boulevard and hang out and see what goes on. And you might want to go on and start saving to bring yourself here in the infield for next October, this coming October, Kyle, because... They ain't no life like the infield life. It's fun on it's free capping and fun on outside, but man, it's on like a chicken bone on the infield. And people are are coming to the buses are bringing them in to come to the concert. So Kyle, I'm gonna get off here. Uh, anything else you got, Kyle? Before we leave. Rowdy, we're about to see who's going to win the All-Star Circuit of Champions feature at Port Royal, 10,000 to win tonight, uh, the Keith Kaufman Classic. Uh, going to be an interesting race. Uh, four-time defending track champion and defending Tuscora 50 winner. Logan Wagner on the pole. We're going to see if he can uh, back up his win from last year and see if he can get the job done. So uh, that's all to keep my eye on tonight and maybe get the ceiling grow tomorrow night. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I hope so, Kyle, but I'll be here. All day tomorrow, and I'm going to spend the night because I'd rather get up at 6 o'clock and drive out of here. It's, it's a lot more comfortable that way. I, I, so a lot of folks, I won't get home sleeping in my own bed. Well, hey, I'm dragging mine with me, and I like it. I don't mind staying over one more night, Kyle. I get to actually drink one beer. <laughs> That, that's as far as it goes. So, Kyle, part of the show tonight. Uh, congratulations to Nick Sanchez in the Arkham Menard Series for his first win of the season, but actually his second career win. And, uh, hey, man, I'll tell you what, that, that Xfinity race, we didn't know who was going to be the winner, Kyle, until the very last lap. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, last lap pass was determined in both races. Uh, Noah had Gregson hold on in Xfinity, and then Nick Sanchez gets on the last scheduled lap of the uh, the General Tire 200. So uh, two uh, two drivers that are, have wins in both of their respective series, only going to add to hope their championship title hopes. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll have to uh, we'll see what happens in next week at Dover, Arca East, Xfinity, and Cup. So, uh First time it'll be there with SMI too. So, uh, but uh, first time uh, you know it'll be the first only time they'll be at Dover all year. So, uh, really looking looking forward to it, and uh, we'll uh, have to see what kind of the racing will be on the on the Monster Mile. Well, Kyle, man, uh, just to everybody, I know we've had a little shakeup on the lineup, but if you look at the numbers, it's in a positive situation for us. And we're glad of the situation and 
we're uh, we're gonna keep rolling, man. There ain't nothing changed except we're getting more drivers and and uh, like I was telling you earlier, Kyle, just kind of let everybody give a heads up. I think I hadn't confirmed it, but I have confirmed it that Josh Williams will be on the show Monday night, if not Thursday night, and possibly BJ McLeod. So, you know, we we roll from Xfinity to uh, ARCA to come this coming week, Kyle, and uh, looking forward to adding another little dimension to our our game plan here. So, Rowdy, really good videos you took, too. Yeah, that, the video, I'm going to tell you what, guys. These iPhones, they take that 10 and 12 and 13 takes absolutely quality photos, videos. Nothing but quality. So we got a few surprises for tomorrow, tomorrow's show. Tune in and see what the surprise is, and we'll go from there, Kyle. Yeah, Rowdy, we uh, we got a lot planned. So, hey, if you're out on the boulevard, stop me, man. It ain't fine to hard to find. I'll have the light with me. Everybody, come by, holler at us tomorrow at Big Bill's Garage. And, Kyle, I'm going to do like I normally do here at Talladega Super Speedway and let that light shine tonight, my friend. Looking forward to it. And uh, three, two, hope to see you. Hopefully, yeah, there's the three, two, one. We're going to out of here. Woohoo! All right, Kyle. Thanks a lot, man. All right, Rowdy. No problem. There's that button. Kind of hard to hit that little button when you're on a mini phone, so.